Here we go. Yes, you are listening to Law and Gospel on this Wednesday, January the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2024. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and on Wednesdays we have been taking a look at the book of Proverbs. It appears that we'll have about three more weeks to go through the end of the book of Proverbs. And at this time, we're in chapter 30. Agur's list Proverbs. Who is Agur? Well, we're not really sure who Agur was because we don't know precisely his name is not found elsewhere in the scriptures. Some commentators think that Agur is just another name for Solomon, who had written everything. But whatever his name is, he is an Israelite, and he literally is talking about how important the family and the government are. They are not mere human inventions, but they are estates provided by God to help us understand our situation. So the book of Proverbs is really important to realize what it's talking about. It's talking about precisely how God thinks about the family and the government. In fact, the entire book of Proverbs reveals divine wisdom. And as soon as you hear those words, divine and wisdom, you know it's talking about Jesus Christ. And that wisdom gives, preserves, and strengthens saving faith. Why? so that the believer in Jesus Christ will enter the fullness of everlasting life. And that everlasting life, of course, doesn't begin when you die and go to heaven. It begins when you have been baptized or come to faith by hearing the word of God. In fact, it's very important to realize that we Christians are in everlasting life right now. And we are reminded of the epistle reading from Sunday in which it says, we should not be so concerned about our wives. We shouldn't be so concerned about buying or selling things or dealing with the world. That's because those are not going to be concerned in heaven. In heaven, there will be no giving or taking in marriage. There's going to be no need to work to get gold because the streets are paved with gold. And therefore, you are in entire bliss. On Monday, we talked about that Bible verse and came to the conclusion that we really don't know anything 
about what heaven is going to be like. It's in a state of reality that nobody is experiencing today here on earth. It's totally different. So in Proverbs, the emphasis is on the family and can be seen in much way that Proverbs is worded as divine wisdom addressed by a loving father, namely Solomon, to his son. Also, later in Proverbs, it's about kings and leadership offering wisdom for those who govern and also for those who are governed. So we're in verse 21. Last week we did verses 11 through 20. Verse 21 is tied to verses 22 and 23. It reads this way in the ESV. Under three things, the earth trembles. Under four, it cannot bear up. So verse 23 and 22 talk about the three things under which the earth trembles. Verse 22, a slave when he becomes king and a fool when he is filled with food an unloved woman when she gets a husband and a maidservant when she replaces her mistress. Now, what is Agur talking about here? He's talking about things that occur on earth that can cause great consternation. Now, let's take a look at each one. It says a fool, namely one who is a slave and becomes a king. Now, why is that a problem? That's a problem because when a slave becomes a king, it often means that the slave is intolerable because they invert the proper order of the world. The two situations it talks about are unbearable because of the arrogance they engender in both the slave and the fool. The slave is likely to be full of overweening pride because of his ascension to ultimate power. That's when a slave becomes king. He is very arrogant, very bossy. And similarly, he has overwhelming pride. The fool 
is also arrogant when he receives food. Why would that be? Because when he receives food, he feels no hunger. And hunger normally curbs his arrogance. Instead, he freely pours forth foolish words, which normally are arrogant. He freely alienates whomever he wishes because he has been freed from need and social responsibility. The truth of this verse, and remember it's talking about a slave when he becomes king and a fool when he is fooled, filled with food, the truth becomes evident when a person quickly becomes rich or experiences a sudden rise to power. He is exceptionally conceited because he no longer needs to be humble or wisdom through the lengthy time of hard labor that normally is a prerequisite for proper, proper, namely power and wealth. We, we see that sometimes when people win the lottery. They, first of all, don't want to tell anybody that they won the lottery because they know they're going to be asked for money. So they become conceited and arrogant, keeping the money for themselves, secretly buying all kinds of things. Now, this can occur also in business when somebody gets promoted to a higher level and he thinks himself as more important. You know, I enjoy watching YouTube with the title Cops. And it's really quite amazing how many times cops will pull over someone for speeding or maybe even having drugs in the car. And the person who's in the car will look at the policeman and say, you don't know who you're dealing with, do you? In fact, I just saw a movie where a young man was traveling very fast in a car with three passengers. And they were telling him that he should slow down because they had been drinking and he was drunk. And he said, no, I don't need to because my father is the head of the police. That's how people think. Uh, another cops I saw where the woman pulled over said, you can't arrest me. My father is mayor of this island thinking thereby that she would not be taken to prison. But the police, because of her false things she was doing, did arrest her and take her to police, even though her father was mayor of the area. 
So this is what Agur is talking about. A thing that the earth trembles under is when a slave becomes a king and a fool when he is filled with food because the slave thinks he's really important and the fool doesn't need food. Verse 23 talks about two more things over which the earth trembles. An unloved woman when she gets a husband and a maidservant when she displaces her mistress. Why does God say that that is not good? Well, because the woman who is unloved is a woman who is hated by her husband, and she suffers. The hated woman has a life of bitterness because she is not loved by her husband. Remember, the slave woman is the fourth one. She might be able to replace her mistress. Remember when a promise was given to Abraham that he would have a child with Sarah, and it took 25 years for her to become pregnant. And in the meantime, Sarah indicated that he could have Hagar as his mistress. Well, Hagar replaced Sarah. She replaced the rightful wife, but she had an impossible task because in some sense, she will always be a slave in the eyes of her husband. She will not be as fully loved and valued as the real wife was. So that's why Agur says, from God's point of view, a terrible thing occurs when an unloved woman gets a husband or when a maidservant displaces her mistress. In other words, the first three are all possible. A slave can become a king, a fool can be filled with food, and a woman can be unloved when married. However, a slave girl cannot really replace her mistress, which makes this really terrible. Verses 24 to 28 are also four things that are really wise. Remember, we just saw four things that were not wise. Here are four things that are wise. Let me read the verses. Four things on earth are small, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they provide their food in their summer. The rock badgers are a people not mighty, 
yet they make their homes in the cliffs. The locusts have no king, yet all of them march in rank. And the lizard you can take in your hands, yet it is in king's palaces. So what's Agur talking about? He is listing four animals that exhibit wisdom despite their small size and their seeming powerlessness. Maybe you've seen various items in films or on the computer about an ant. It is so small, and it appears that it is powerless. Yet, ants have a possibility of working together to present whatever opportunities are in front of them. We've seen ants that get food, gather it, carry it back to their nest, and make large hills of ant colonies. They are quite wise. This is talking about people who take their time and they can become wealthy or they can have a joyous life because they are industrious. But then you have rock badgers. Now, I never heard of what a rock badger is. I mean, what is that talking about? A rock badger is another animal. In fact, unlike the harvester ant, the rock badger is also referred to as a Syrian koine, C-O-N-E-Y-E. They are herbivorous animals about the size of a rabbit. Their feet contain toes with broad nails, four toes on the front paws, three on the back. On the underside of their feet, they have pads that enable to keep their footings on rocks. Their fur is yellow and brown. They have short ears and a very small tail. In fact, rock badgers live among the rocks from the Valley of the Dead Sea to Mount Hermon. That's really important to understand. They are wise because they don't seem to have much power, but they can live in a cliff as their powerful fortress. They make best uses of their resources. And what Agur is saying in Proverbs is just like the ants are a good example of proper people who may not be strong, but they provide food for themselves by their work. 
the rock badgers are like people who do not seem to be mighty, yet they make their homes in the cliffs. What does that mean? That means they do have powerful fortresses. Making your home in a cliff would be likened to going to church and making your home in the kingdom of God. The third item talked about are locusts. Individually, a locust is tiny and vulnerable. Yet here in Proverbs, they are wise because they find strength in their corporate discipline and self-organization. Unlike ants, who do have a leader back at the nest, the mother ant, locusts have no benefit of a leader. But have you ever seen pictures or videos of them destroying a whole crop of food? When locusts come, the farmers really realize that they may be vulnerable, but they have strength in their self-discipline. Then the fourth element of this list is the lizard who is wise. Although it appears to be subject to the whims of ordinary humans who can pick it up in their hands, it can gain access even to the king, something most of the king's subjects cannot do. Remember, some kings will not allow you to come into their presence unless you are invited. And so therefore, Esther became queen of the king because the former queen disobeyed the king, and the king therefore chose another woman to be his wife, and that is Esther. So finally we get to verses 29 to 31. Three things are stately in their tread. Four are stately in their stride. So being stately is a positive thing. And what are those four? The lion, which is mightiest among beasts and does not turn back before any. The strutting rooster, the he-goat, and a king whose army is with him. There again, we got Agur talking about the mightiest animals among the animals. The king, of course, is majestic because he is the mightiest animal, does not yield to any creature. And the king displays his might as he parades at the head of his army. In other words, these are animals 
that are compared to proper humans who are majestic because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Finally, Agur closes out his Proverbs with a warning involving a list of three consequences of applying pressure. 32 and 33. If you have been foolish, exalting yourself, or if you have been devising evil, put your hand on your mouth. For pressing milk produces curds, pressing the nose produces blood, and pressing anger produces strife. That means the person who thinks of himself more highly than he ought to, or has been scheming to hatch some plot at the expense of others, he should keep his mouth shut. That's the Christian way. A person who expresses his opinion that he is superior to others or reveals his schemes to get ahead to take advantage of others will be seen as aggressive, adding tension and pressure to society. It's like punching someone in the nose and blood flowing or allowing one's anger to flare so that a fight ensues. Instead, God encouraged the wise person to keep his sinful thoughts to himself until he recognizes them as sinful, repents of them, and receives God's pardon and forgiveness. So this is Agur, using things from creation to show the foolishness of some people and the wisdom of others. We'll continue with Proverbs 31 next week with the words of King Lemuel. Until then, God bless you. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check out to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.